Welcome back to the Mushroom Network Podcast. I'm Zach, your go-to guy for all things fun guy. And I'm Nova, ready to sprinkle some spore some wisdom into your day. Today we're embarking on a mycological journey, answering some fantastic questions from our fabulous patrons. Speaking of delving deep, Nova, we've been immersing ourselves in the Spore Explorer Home Mycology Adventures course lately, haven't we? It's been quite the journey, blending serious mycology education with some truly entertaining moments. Oh, absolutely. It's designed to bring that lab mycologist mindset into the comfort of your home, making it super accessible for everyone. The balance of rich information and engaging content really opens up a new way of viewing home mycology. And I've got to say, the interactive segments are a highlight for me. I think I've watched Ricky the Raccoon's segment more times than I can count. His goofy, catchy little song. Well, it's just, it's just something else. Ricky the Raccoon, our residential garage mycologist and trash panda, certainly brings a unique flavor to the course. It's all about learning while having fun. And speaking of fun, we're excited to announce... Oh, that's right. We've managed to secure a few free access passes to the Spore Explorer course exclusively for our patrons and myco listeners. It's our way of saying thank you and giving a few lucky myco listeners a chance to experience this truly unique and exciting journey with us. So stay tuned for how you can be one of those lucky patrons. And now let's dive into those questions, Zach. All right, we're kicking it off with Myco Mike. Who's curious? How long are gourmet mushrooms typically good for? And how can you tell when a mushroom is past its prime? That's a great starting point, Mike. Generally, fresh mushrooms are good for about a week or so in the fridge. However, it can vary. For example, more delicate varieties like chanterelles might have a shorter shelf life than, say, cremonies. The secret to mushroom storage is that they stay fresh longer if you take them out of their container. Wrap them in paper towels placed in open plastic bags. Or better yet, use paper bags, as they are not only the eco-friendlier option, but they work even better than plastic bags. And finally, remember to keep them in the fridge. And what are the telltale signs they're past their prime? First off, the texture changes. If they get slimy or if you see dark spots developing, that's a red flag. Also, a change in color is another indicator. Fresh mushrooms have a consistent color, so any discoloration means they're starting to go bad. And the smell. Fresh mushrooms have an earthy scent. If they start to emit a musty or sour odor, it's definitely time to let them go to the compost. Got it. No funky fungi in the fridge. Moving on, Spore Scout Sarah who is curious about preservation. So Nova, can you freeze gourmet mushrooms? Yes, Sarah. Freezing gourmet mushrooms is a fantastic way to extend their shelf life. The process is simple but needs a little care. First, you want to clean them gently with a brush or a damp cloth. Then comes blanching, which is boiling them briefly in some water, as this helps maintain their texture and flavor. After that, let them cool, pat them dry, 
and then they're ready for the freezer. But they change a bit, right? Exactly, Zach. The texture might become slightly softer once they're thawed, and that's why they work best in cooked dishes like soups, stews, or sauces. The flavor remains intact, which is the best part. Sounds like a mushroom-saving hack. Next up, we have our fungi fan, Fiona, and she is looking for health tips. So, Nova, which mushrooms are best for your health? Fiona, prepare to be amazed. Mushrooms are nutritional powerhouses. Shiitake, maitake, and reishi are indeed at the top when it comes to health benefits. Shiitakes are known for their immune-boosting properties. They contain polysaccharides like lentinins and beta-glucans, which help stimulate the immune system. And what about maitake and reishi? Well, Zach, maitake is great for balancing blood sugar levels and has also been shown to lower cholesterol. And the reishi mushroom is often referred to as the mushroom of immortality and is revered for its potential to increase longevity and is a powerhouse for stress reduction. But let's not forget the everyday button mushroom, Agaricus bisperus, which is high in B vitamins and minerals. It's also one of the few non-animal sources of vitamin D, especially if exposed to sunlight. That's fascinating. Mushrooms really are little nutritional treasures, aren't they? Our next patron question is from Myco Dweller Dave. What happens if a mushroom is exposed to no light or too much light? That's a great question, Dave. And the answer is quite intriguing. You see, while mushrooms don't require light for photosynthesis like plants, light still plays a crucial role in their growth cycle. In total darkness, some mushrooms, especially those that we commonly eat, like the button or portobello mushroom, might not initiate the fruiting process at all. Or they might produce weak or elongated stems with poorly developed caps. So they do need some light, but not too much? Exactly. On the other hand, too much light, particularly direct sunlight, can be detrimental. It can cause excessive drying, which inhibits growth and can lead to a decrease in the overall yield. Also, too much UV light can damage the delicate cells of the mushroom, affecting its development. It's like they need a perfect little Goldilocks zone of light. Precisely. Indirect light or diffused sunlight often works best. For indoor cultivation, fluorescent or LED lighting on a controlled schedule can do wonders. Brilliant. Now, shifting gears to cultivation specifics, we have a question from patron Gregory. What nutrients or fertilizers are best for mushroom growth? Ah, the key to bountiful mushroom cultivation, Greg. Besides quality genetics, the secret lies in the substrate the material on which mushrooms grow. Different species thrive on different substrates, and understanding this is essential for successful cultivation. So it's not one size fits all? Not at all. For example, shiitake mushrooms prefer hardwood chips or logs as they mimic their natural environment. The wood provides lignin, which shiitakes break down and use as a food source. And what about other varieties? Well, Zach, we could do an entire episode, if not an entire series, on various substrate mixtures. So for example, oyster mushrooms are less picky and can grow on a variety of substrates, but straw is often preferred. It's easy for the mycelium to colonize and provides adequate nutrients. And for button mushrooms, rich compost is ideal. The compost needs to be well-balanced with both nitrogen-rich and carbon-rich materials in order to provide a nutrient-dense medium for your mushrooms. It sounds like understanding the natural habitat and diet of each mushroom type is crucial. Absolutely, Zach. 
It's all about replicating their natural conditions as closely as possible. And remember, the cleaner the substrate, the better. Contamination is a mushroom grower's worst enemy, so hygiene and practicing good sterile tech is paramount. And here's a unique one from grafting guru Gail. Can mushrooms be grafted like some plants and trees? That's a fascinating question, Gail. In the realm of mycology, what we do is somewhat akin to grafting, but not quite the same. We call it strain fusion, or mycelial fusion. It involves taking different strains of mushroom mycelium and encouraging them to grow together. This process can result in new genetic combinations, potentially leading to mushrooms with unique characteristics, such as improved resilience, flavor, or growth rates. It's a bit like playing matchmaker in the fungal world. That's truly mind-blowing. Now, shifting gears to something I'm always excited to talk about. Food. Maiko Chef Kayla wonders about our personal favorite mushroom dishes. Oh, Kayla, you've hit my soft spot. One of my all-time favorites has to be creamy portobello mushroom soup. Here's how you make it. Start with sauteing diced onions and garlic and butter until they're soft and fragrant. Then add thickly sliced portobello mushrooms and cook them until they're nicely browned and have released their spore-tacular juices. Then sprinkle a bit of flour to help slightly thicken the soup. Pour in your vegetable or chicken broth and let it simmer for a bit. In about 20 minutes or so, blend it until smooth. Then add a dash of cream for that luxurious texture. Season with thyme, salt, and pepper. It's not just a soup, it's a hug in a bowl. And let's not forget a sprinkle of love. That sounds divine, Nova. As for me, I'm a sucker for a classic mushroom and Swiss burger. It's simple, yet so satisfying. Here's the deal. Grill your mushrooms with a bit of olive oil, salt, and pepper until they're juicy and tender. Then, take your beef patty and cook it to your liking. Toast the buns lightly, and on one bun, stack your patty, a generous helping of grilled mushrooms, and a slice of Swiss cheese. The heat from the patty and mushrooms will melt the cheese, creating this gooey, delicious layer. Add a smear of Dijon mustard or mayonnaise, and you've got yourself a burger that's out of this world. And to really treat your taste buds, consider adding some caramelized onions, and why not some bacon too? Zach, you're making me hungry. Both of these dishes showcase just how versatile and delicious mushrooms can be. And the beauty of mushrooms is that they're not just tasty, they're also packed with nutrients. Exactly, Nova. It's incredible how mushrooms can elevate any dish, from the simple to the gourmet. And there is such a variety of mushrooms out there just waiting to be eaten. Speaking of variety, let's not forget about the patty straw and lion's mane mushrooms. Each of these fungi offers something special to the culinary world. Oh, tell me more. I've been curious about those. Well, for starters, patty straw mushrooms are fantastic in stir fries. Their slightly earthy flavor pairs wonderfully with garlic, ginger, and soy sauce. Simply saute them with your choice of vegetables and a dash of sesame oil for an Asian-inspired dish that's quick and bursting with flavor. That sounds delicious and easy to whip up on a busy weeknight. Absolutely. And then there's the lion's mane mushroom, which has a texture reminiscent of crab or lobster meat. One of my favorite ways to prepare it is by making lion's mane crab cakes. You shred the mushroom, mix it with breadcrumbs, a bit of mayonnaise, mustard, and spices, then pan fry until golden brown. Serve with a side of remoulade sauce for a vegetarian twist on a classic seafood dish. I'm amazed at how versatile mushrooms can be. 
It's like each type invites you into a new culinary adventure. Precisely, Zach. And we encourage our listeners to explore these and other mushrooms in their cooking. The possibilities are truly endless. And for our listeners, don't be afraid to experiment with different types of mushrooms in these recipes. Each variety brings its unique flavor and texture to the table. As we wrap up today's episode, we're thrilled to share some exciting news with all of you. Thanks to your incredible support, the Mushroom Network is growing. That's right. In the next few weeks and months, we'll be rolling out a ton of new content and features across our platforms. We've got major updates coming your way, and we couldn't be more excited. And here's something we're truly thrilled about. In our journey to spread the mycelium love, we're introducing an exclusive line of fashion merchandise. Picture this, unique t-shirts, stylish hats, bespoke mugs, and an exciting addition, jewelry. And that's just the start. All of this is brought to life by an incredibly talented and upcoming fashion designer. She's been working tirelessly, blending her unique talent and a deep love for fungi into creative works of art. Her designs aren't just clothing and accessories. They're a statement of passion, an expression of the fungal world through the lens of fashion. Her vision is something else, taking the intricate beauty of mycology and translating it into pieces you can wear. It's a way to show your love for the natural world in a fashion-forward manner. We're not just excited, we're inspired by her dedication and creativity. Absolutely, Zach. And it's initiatives like these that allow us to continue growing and sharing our passion for fungi with the world. Supporting this line means getting a piece of wearable art designed with care, love, and a genuine enthusiasm for mycology. So keep an eye out for the launch. It's an opportunity to support a rising star in the world of fashion and to wear your fascination with fungi proudly. This is more than fashion. It's a movement, a celebration of nature's unseen wonders, crafted by a designer whose love for fungi shines brightly through her work. And stay tuned, keep supporting, and spread the word. The Mushroom Network is on the rise, and we're bringing everyone along for the journey. Thank you to our Michael listeners, patrons, and fun guy enthusiasts everywhere. You make this all possible. Until next time, keep exploring the fascinating world of fungi and let your mycological curiosity flourish.